One, two, three, four, I'm testing. Please tell me, is it 
You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll arise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Just because I walk as if I have oil wells pumping in my living room. <laughs> Just like moons and like suns with the certainty of tides just like hope springing high, still I rise. Did you want to see me broken, bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries? Does my sassiness upset you? <laughs> Don't take it so hard just because I laugh as if I have gold mines digging in my own backyard. You can shoot me with your words. You can cut me with your lies. You can kill me with your hatefulness. But just like life, I rise. Does my sexiness offend you? Oh. <laughs> Does it come as a surprise that I dance? As if I have diamonds at the meeting of my thighs. Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise. Up from a past rooted in pain, I rise. A black ocean leaping and wide, welling and swelling and bearing in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Into a daybreak miraculously clear, I rise. Bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave, I am the hope and the dream of the slave. And so, wow. There I go. Wilding out in a conceited stance like, slow it down. 
Yo, my people, what's cracking? Welcome to yet another episode of ADQ Renaissance. I'm your host with the most, keeping 100 from coast to coast, who got a boast. ADQ. Yo, it is. Yo, what day is today? Today's uh, Tuesday, March 23rd. 2021, and you are tuning in to a special, very rare morning edition of ADQ's Renaissance. Uh, first of all, please accept my humblest apologies for the technical difficulties. My computer is demon possessed. Not only that, but um, please, uh, uh, please accept my humble apologies for the song mix up too. Uh, the RL joint, shout out to RL, don't need to hear all that nastiness uh, at 10 o'clock in the morning. Shout out to Trey Libra and that man for that hot song. Up, down, love it, love it, love it. Wonderful joint. Makes me, it brings me to an affirmation that it, that comes out of the book of Daniel, chapter 36, chapter, actually, chapter 2, 36 through 37. No, 37 through 38, my bad. Where it says, your majesty, you are the greatest of kings. The God of heaven has given you sovereignty, power, strength, and honor. He has made you the ruler over all the inhabitant world and has even put the wild animals and birds under your control. You are the head of gold. I think that applies to all of us. All of us who have a king, powerful mindset, a royal mindset, best believe we can apply all of that. Now, before we get into our guest, <clears throat> big announcement, huge announcement, big announcement. Just found this out minutes before I went on. Is this thing on? ADQ's Renaissance is now on Pandora. You can now find ADQ's Renaissance on Pandora. I am now on the Pandora channel. If you go on Pandora and type in ADQ's Renaissance, you will find me. I am now on Pandora, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, Radio Public, Audible, which is owned by Amazon, son. But my home network. It is now and forever be Anchor. Thank you to Anchor for giving me a voice. Thank, but the voice, but a voice as loud and big and prevalent as mine must be spread across multiple platforms. So thank you to those multiple platforms for allowing me to come through and do what I do. So Pandora, you're now part of you're now part of the ADQ universe. Welcome. So speaking of the ADQ universe. Looking forward to my play. The, uh, my play. It's the play that I'm acting in, but you know, it's going down in April. I'll give you dates later. Mayhem at the Masquerade here in Greensboro. Now, enough of my jibber jabbering. Let's get into our guest, shall we? Actually, actually, my guest for today has actually been with us before. Oh yeah, last year she came through. Last year she came through on Malcolm X's birthday. And we were talking that good stuff, you know what I'm saying? We were talking that greatness, that greatness. Please bear with me. Been a bit of a hectic morning, but you know. Hey, Imani, how you doing, queen? Now, allow me to reintroduce her. She is an author, speaker, coach, and fashionista, and 
entrepreneur. Immediately recognized by her energetic personality, infectious smile, impeccable style, and passion to help people build the confidence and live their authentic and unapologetic truth, she uses storytelling to tell to share her personal journey of triumph over tragedy. She knows the cost of living a messy life. She lit, she dressed a mess up with clothes, sex, and other superficial cover-ups. Compared to a young Maya Angelou, her engaging, transparent, in-the-moment writing style grabs the readers and grants them access to her innermost thoughts and feelings. Her heartfelt disclosure stretches the reader's emotional cores by engaging them in her emotional journey as she exposes her ugly truths. The truth is very ugly at times. Unafraid to talk about difficult issues, she's sure to keep readers wanting more. Her first novel, Address the Mess, drew international acclaim, leading her on radio broadcast podcast and in publications across the united states germany united kingdom india and nigeria wow that's all over the place fans love her high energy transparency unfiltered and unapologetic approach to life a tulsa oklahoma native shouts to tulsa oklahoma black wall street she spent most of her adulthood in atlanta atl <clears throat> When she isn't writing, she's building her massologist brand, which where she speaks on the virtues of turning one's mess into their masterpiece by learning to master peace in their lives. Her loves include travel, music, dancing, food, everything, fashion, and positively impacting lives. She lives in Germany with her husband. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to ADQ's Renaissance. The first ever massologist you'll ever hear, but I feel like there will be other massologists after her. Miss Allie West. Miss West, how you doing? I am great. Man, you would read my bio. I was like, I want to meet her. <laughs> then I said, oh, wait, I am her. <laughs> I am doing great. Yeah, so you Thank you for having me back. Thank you for coming back. I mean, sure. how there are so many of us who have projects and it takes us a good year, 10 years, 20 years to do it. But first time you were here, you were talking about dressing up a mess. Now you're talking about being still a mess. And it hasn't even been a whole year. You Last time you were here, it was May 19th, Malcolm X's birthday. Yes. Yes, yes. you are here with another project in less than a year. So snap fingers on that. <laughs> absolutely absolutely um part of that is because it took so long to write the first book it took me seven years to get my first book addressed a mess out and initially it started with me journaling and i was really growing through some difficult parts and times in my life and so i was just journaling i was depressed you know a gamut of things that were going on in my life so I started writing and then creator said, it's bigger than you. It's more than you. This is a book. And I'm going, okay. And I'm like, well, I got a lot to say. <laughs> and so I continued to write and write and write and write to the point where at the time I was working with this book coach and she said, you can write another book. You don't have to put everything in this one. I'm like, but I still got issues. <laughs> and so when I finished writing that one, uh, if we're looking at a 20,000, around a 20,000 word count book, I had written four books, but uh, it took seven years to get that junk out. And I still had more to heal from. 
So what we did while I'm back that quickly is I released book one, A Dressed Up Mess in 2019 in November. So it has been over a year or so since I released the first book. But when I came to your short show before, uh, it's been less than a year that I put it out. So it seemed like it was less than a year, but it actually had been a much longer time because I came to your show uh, actually after Corona hit and I had to readjust and, and, and realign my life and I had to do things differently. And I started doing a lot of networking and we met through one of those uh, platforms on Facebook where we had authors and all kinds of people here. You were starting your platform and you know I was one of your first guests during that time when we uh, interconnected then. And so now I'm back and I thank you for having me back because I'm in part two of the four part series was still a mess. So it wasn't just a short year that the book actually came out. It was just a short year since we reconnected. Very true. And congratulations. You are my 96th episode. <laughs> Excuse me. That's powerful. So, and, and actually, you're going to be my first episode of my new Pandora era. All the way from Germany, I'm giving it to you. I'm giving mm. it to you. That's what I'm talking about. Sometimes we got to kick those doors down and be the first to do what other people are afraid to do or think they can't do or think it's, it's never been done. Sometimes it takes that risk taker to change the whole platform. So I am excited to be your first guest on your new platform with Pandora. Congratulations to all the expansion. I remember when I was here before, you, you weren't here yet, but look at that exponential growth in less than a year. And I see it just going bigger. So congratulations on that. And I'm happy to be 96 and one at the same time. Oh yes, thank, thank again, thank you for coming through. And also, yo, I gotta shout out my I gotta shout out uh someone who just started viewing. Madeline Saint Sing. Shout out to Madeline. How you doing, Madeline? Madeline. She actually wants to play my wife on stage. <laughs> but <laughs> awesome. Um, so tell me this. Tell me this. Those of us who have actually been a been a mess will know how this process how this process works. How you can go from being a dressed up mess um, to being still a mess. I mean, you can start to undress your mess, but the mess is still, but the mess is still there, right? Absolutely, you hit the nail on the head because book number three is undress the mess. It's when I really finally took the look at, it was me and not everyone else, but I'm gonna rewind a minute and do a kind of a recap. So for those of you who I'm introducing myself to, Hi, I'm Allie West and I am the messologist. Not to be confused with the psychologist. If you need one, get one, but I'm the messologist and I turn messes into masterpiece by starting with me. I teach people how to master peace in their life, to live their lives more abundantly, more greatly and more queenly. If you guys see, I'm wearing my rock and my crown today because we are kings and queens. We are of a royal bloodline. We are greatness. And so I am rocking my crown today because not only is this a celebration, this is the month of March. About two and a half weeks ago, I turned 50 years old. Y'all see these jeans? <laughs> 50. I am 50 years old, fit, fine, 50, and fabulous. And on my 50th birthday, I released my new book, A Dress, Still a Mess. So how can you go from a dressed up mess and just address a little bit of your mess, but still be a mess? Well, I'll tell you what my journey is. And some people can probably relate, but let me first say this. 
my journey may not be your journey, but if you're honest, we have all been in a situation in our life where we've had mess in our life. And so my first book, this is it, A Dressed Up Mess, was that. It was the discovery that I was a mess. But sometimes when we discover that we are a mess, we don't want to deal with it. We might tap into a little part of it and try to clean that up. You know how you chilling at the house and somebody saying at the door and you like, I didn't want no company and you've got to get up and hurry up and straighten up a little bit, but you haven't really did that deep cleaning. That's when you can still be a mess. Like you may have cleaned the surface stuff and kind of scratched that surface on something, but you haven't done the deep cleaning. And so in my case, when I discovered I was a dressed up mess, that was something else because of course I looked the part but I wasn't living the part. I had the degrees, I had titles, I had all this stuff, all this, you know, facade of stuff. But in the inside, I was spiritually and emotionally bankrupt. I, I, I didn't have, I didn't love myself. Mm-hmm. I had feelings of inadequacy, jealousy. I was dealing with depression and I had all these other external forces that was just creating this internal chaos. But when I stepped out the side, outside of my house, my hair was done, my makeup was done, I was looking flawless, I was coordinated, I'm driving luxury vehicles and you know, going to these jobs with titles, I'm getting degrees, I got more degrees than the temperature scale, but I was a mess. And then I did just a little bit, just a teeny tiny bit. And that's how we came up with book two. I was still a mess. And creative was like, okay, you might have, you know, brushed your hair or something, but you didn't get all down to the nitty gritty. And that scalp, that scrap needed it, that scalp needed massaging, that scalp needed to be taken care of. And you didn't get down to what really needed to happen. So you're still a mess. Now that's book two. That's what we are talking about today. But in book three, it's just that journey. I'm walking you guys through a journey. Come on, walk with me from mess to masterpiece. And I do this in a four part series of books. The first one being a dressed up mess. The second one being still a mess is what we're gonna kind of focus on today. The next book is undress the mess because you gotta get to a certain point in life if you want to excel and do something different and make it sustainable. You gotta get to the space in your life when you recognize that you are the issue. It's not everybody else. I'm trying to move myself over. My peacock is back there. I want y'all to see it. So that's my baby. One of my babies. I have another one uh, over in the other corner. um, And we'll talk about the peacocks in just a minute. But when you get to the space to recognize when you can look in the mirror and address yourself and look at your ugly truths and say, it's not them, it's me. And most people never reach that space in their life. And everybody has their own separate journey. And that's fine. But I got to a space in my life where I wanted to see things differently. So I had to address the mess. And when I start to undress the mess and heal from all this, you know, emotional trauma, all of this stuff, when the blinders got lifted, I start walking into my masterpiece. And when you walk into your masterpiece, it doesn't mean that things won't come up. It just means that you know how to masterpiece, P-E-A-C-E, and you can navigate through those things that come up in your life a little bit smoother. And so now I'm walking my masterpiece. It does not mean that I don't have mess. It don't mean chaos don't happen. It don't mean crap don't come up. It just means now instead of going to the closet, rolling around in a fetal position with my thumb in my mouth saying, God, kill me because I don't want to live anymore. I now live. And I look at that mess and I look it in the eye and I look at those ugly truths and I say, look, what am I thinking? What am I saying? How am I feeling? 
and I access those things and then I come up with a plan to navigate through the mess. Now, that's why I'm the messologist. I turn messes into masterpiece because I've learned to masterpiece in my life. I started with me and now I help others through my words with books, through my coaching, through my training, through everything that I do. I am now in a position to impact lives in a positive way. I live unapologetically. I don't you know, hide from anything. So it's nothing someone can say, well, you did this. Yeah, I did it. I wrote about it. Here's the book, buy it. So that's how I, I realized that you went out for a minute. So I just took the journey on from mess to masterpiece and we're going to curl back around to still a mess. So the four part, four part book series is addressing the mess. And again, quickly, that's addressed the mess, still a mess, undressed the mess and mess to masterpiece. Well, <clears throat> those titles, uh, hey, Miss Annette, how you doing? Um, those titles make me look back at my life, and if I went from, if I was like right from Mess to Masterpiece, that'd be like a 10 book series. That'd be the whole <laughs> Harry Potter series. I feel you. But you know what? When you can sit there and think through that that quickly and say, well, if I did that, this is what that would look like. You're living your truth. And as long as you live your truth, it's not anything. Nobody has power over you when you live your truth. So often we live a facade. We live to be a dressed up mess. I want you guys to look at this really closely at the peacocks because I'm going to teach y'all some about some peacocks in a minute. Peacocks is very symbolism. You see my baby in the back. That's one of two six feet uh, metal peacocks with all these jewels on them. I'm very flamboyant. As y'all see, I have a crown sitting up in the house and so, <laughs> in a regular shirt with a crown on. Book two, still a mess. You still see the peacock theme there. And so let me explain that just a little bit with the peacocks. Peacocks are very proud animals. They're very royal. They're extravagant. They're very flashy. They're beautiful. They represent royalty and wealth and everything great and grandiose. However, so it's the male peacock that's the most beautiful one. The female peacocks are actually like brown and gray. They don't have all that fanfare. The reason the male peacock has all that fanfare is one, it's one of the deals where he attracts, people are attracted to the fanfare. He attracts his mates through, you know, when a peacock spreads his wing and it's just, they, those feathers shake and you see it, it's just majestic. But then at the tip of the peacock, at the eye of the peacock, it those are considered the eye of the feather right there. So when a peacock spreads his wings and the enemy looks at those feathers, it looks like multiple birds because they think those are eyes on the, on the tail of the peacock. And that is a facade. It's a trick. You know why it's a trick? Because the peacocks generally can't fly because their feathers are too heavy. The symbolism here is that when you are in a facade and when your feathers are too heavy, you cannot fly. You can trick everybody on the outside, but you can't trick yourself because the peacock knows that it can't fly. Now, it can maybe go a little bit of difference or get up on a, a, a house or get up on something. But when it's time to run from the enemy, it got to do all this fanfare, got to shake these feathers. It got to make you think that it's multiple birds when it's only one because it's tricking you because the true deficit is it cannot fly. That's what your junk will do to you. If you are walking in your life a mess, if you ain't dealing with your internal chaos, if you're not addressing your stuff, then you can't fly. When you release all that junk off of your life, when you learn to heal from all of those emotional scars with the he said, she said, this did, who did, who happened to you, not what happened to you. When you are able to release yourself from 
who happened to you, you can fly. And so the peacock with all its grandioseness, with all its beautifulness is hiding a flaw. And most of us walk around daily hiding flaws. You can run, but you can't hide from you. You know, <clears throat> you know, first of all, while I caught your entire metaphor, 1% and your analogy as well, I just couldn't help but say to myself, dang, I thought penguins were the only birds who couldn't fly. So penguins and peacocks can't fly. Yeah, they can't go any long distance. The feathers are too heavy. Think about all that fanfare, all them feathers. Think about how big those feathers are, all those colors, all that grandiose, they long, they weigh you down. So what we sit here flaunting sometimes weighs us down. We look good. Go ahead, I didn't hear you. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're you're repeatedly breaking up. I said, can you hear me now? I said we walk around looking good, but we look the part, but we're not yeah, living the part. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah. A lot of us uh, give off this. Um. A lot. A lot of us give off this this visual that we um are looking good we got it all together we're rocking with it and stuff but we don't but we cannot go far with our illusions and stuff because we are being weighed down by issues by everything that makes us a mess inside and we are trying so hard to run from them but when you are when you have all so much stuff weighing you down it's hard to run absolutely Absolutely. So that is the symbolism of the peacock on my books. So that's your signature right there. Yes, messologist. Even on my messologist, I have the the uh, the feather, the peacock feather on my logo. On my Alley West, I have the peacock feather. So my I'm known for the peacocks. I have peacock stuff everywhere. Look, peacock pillows, <laughs> peacocks in the house. Peacocks on the books. I have peacocks you can't see, but on my shelf on the back, there's peacocks everywhere. I have peacock glasses. Every time someone sees a peacock, they send me something with a peacock picture or look at this, or they're buying something with a peacock. I'm looking at a peacock lamp. That is my signature. I love them. They have, su they have such representation, but it's always an underlying story to everything. You know, there's a peacock streaming service, right? It's a what? A peacock uh, streaming service. It's owned I did by not NBC. Know that. I had no idea. No, I didn't know that. That's new news to me. I'll have to check them out. Yeah. You must have needed to you tell me. You should know that, that because, because one day be... somebody's going to make a move. I think that you, I think we're breaking up some. I didn't, catch I, that. I didn't hear you either. Can you hear me now? I don't know if it's you yeah. or me. I heard you say something about- Yo, Tony, what's up, brother? Um, yeah, you're breaking uh, I'm sorry, you're breaking up. 
Okay, I'm not sure what's going on. I don't know if it's you or me. It's long... it's Maybe still... it's a long disconnection. Seems how you're in Germany. I don't know. It's trying to break this greatness. Yeah, I'm hearing the greatest colony. Yeah, but that's all right. We'll, we'll power through. We'll power okay. through since I have some incredible people watching. Shout out to Imani. Shout out to Madeline. Shout out to uh, Miss Annette. Shout out to Tony. Shout out to everybody, everybody in Germany watching. But yes, we all have a mess that's deep down inside of us that we need to that we need to work on, that we need to stop running from, that we need to work on. And that's where and that's where we prematurely think, all right, I've undressed a mess. I'm good, right? No, you're still a mess. <laughs> so what was the inspiration behind uh still a mess? Because I could get the inspiration behind a dressed up mess. You know, how you just tired. We're tired from having to put on for the entire world. You know, put on this big old, uh, I'm smiling outside. On the inside, I'm like, Lord, please let me die in my sleep. What, what, what What was the inspiration that caused you to write Still a Mess? Well, as I mentioned before, that's great. I'm, I'm so glad that we can be so transparent here. So thank you for the platform for allowing people to be very transparent and be themselves. So the inspiration was Absolutely. as I kept digging into what was going on with me when I was discovered that I was a mess. Let me be honest with you. I was shocked. I was like, I'm a mess. <laughs> really? Because I was going after all those other things, degrees, titles, jobs, money, you know, blah, 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 blah. But the discovery that I was a mess was a shock. Well, then there were some things that I had to start to address and only start to address a couple of them. Like there was certain things I wasn't giving up. I was like, I'm not touching that. I don't even want to work on that. Let's just shove that out the way and keep on moving. I'm going to keep dressing this up. I'm going to keep walking around, chest out, you know, like everything is great and it's not. And so what happens is you can run, but you can't hide from your issues and your problems. They're going to play out in other different ways. They're going to show up in people. They're going to show up on jobs. They're going to show up in relationships. They're going to show up in family relationships. And so it will keep gnawing at you until you would say, okay, let me get down to the nitty gritty. So the dressed up mess was the discovery that was a mess. Still a mess is the real, real, real nitty gritty, the meat and potatoes of those issues. Depression, low self-esteem mental health issues, interfamily relationships that's not working, uh, addiction. All of this stuff is addressed in this book in a way that it's raw, it's real, it's no sugarcoating. If anybody feelings get hurt, then you should have behaved differently. It, it's, it, it's an exposure to my most inner, inner chaos. While I'm walking around, dressed up, name brand clothes, coordinated, weave down to here, makeup, you know, face just flawless, in these, you know, expensive clothes and all of this stuff but just bankrupt i looked the part but i wasn't living the part and this is that story where i was looking the part let me tell you something this is real talk 40th birthday my 40th birthday i tell you guys i'm 50. i had this extravagant birthday party three-day event three-day event people from out of state all kinds of everything going on i'm talking about fabulousness i got a peacock dress on feathers is coming out the side of the dress feathers are coming out of my shoes it is a three-day event, people from out of state, and my damn car is in the garage hiding from the repo man. You don't have your priorities right. 
You can throw a three-day extravagant birthday party, but you can't pay your damn car note. Something ain't right. <laughs> you still a mess. That is a mess. And so that's what still a mess is about. When we know it's we ain't got our stuff together, but we still choose to be a mess other than looking ourselves in the mirror, going to that ugly truth, getting naked, living to infigatively for ourselves and say, Lord, it's me. Show me who I am at the seat of my soul. I've got to make a change. I've got to do better. Thank you, Mike. Thank we uh, who dress up our messes. Think we might be scared of who we really are. Absolutely. We don't know. And we're afraid of the unknown. And getting to know ourselves means that we are now responsible for how we show up in the world. And that, that's a certain level of responsibility when you get to know who you are and know your power, know your right, know that you are God, know that you are one with God, know that your words is powerful, know that you have a certain responsibility. It's easier to believe a beautiful lie than to face the ugly truth. And in that truth, you can't be subpar no more. When you know who you are, it's a certain level of accountability that comes with that. So I would rather just, most people would rather just keep dressing it up than to really deal with Oh, it's not them. It's me. It's easier to be the victim than the victor. Got it? People rather just skirt that aside and keep going with this norm, conforming to this BS, than to say, hey, I don't have to be like everybody else. I don't have to be in the middle of that. I don't have to look like them. I don't have to act like them. I can just be my individual self. And no matter who I am, God loves me because I am God. And whatever I say, God says, and we are in agreement, we're going to walk this thing out. That's not a popular opinion so much with somebody else. It's the socialization and everything else is let's look the part, look the part, look the part, but not be the part. I remember that. Yeah, you're, you're reminding me of myself when I was when I was like in my twenties. In my twenties, I was like had where had to have a fresh cut all the time. Try to keep my weight at a certain at a certain level. Um, trying to be like the best dressed, preachiest Christian in the church. All of that, trying to make myself trying to make myself fit in, right? Absolutely. But but. But I will grow, but what God will grow, will guide me into, and what I will grow into, um, as I as I started like, as I started like coming to terms with traumatic, with traumatic messes that might have been inside and stuff. All of that scared me. Like I would be, I would be sitting there with a big smile on, saying, "Oh Lord, I can't tell anybody them. I can't tell anybody that that suffer from depression." I can't tell anybody about my about my anxiety. I can't tell anybody that I might be a little that might have a little bipolar going on. Those are all That's stigmas. Absolutely, you then, just touched on everything. And then, and then as like, and then as I started feeling myself spiritually stretched and whatnot, questioning questioning the questioning what I believed in scared me the idea of me being a leader scared me well you know i'm a teacher and i've directed a few plays um and i've written stuff so it all comes from realizing when you're a mess and dealing with it right that's it in a nutshell you touched on everything because it is that point where you get to the space what happened for me my turn my major someone said 
asked me one time, they said, when did you get to the space where you just knew you had to change? I said, which time? <laughs> I was like, I've been through this a few times. I don't ever always cross the finish line. Which time are you talking about? So what happened for me, the most significant that I can, when I look back over my life and I think about all the transition and change and the experiences, I think about my dad. When I was uh, in 2014, I'm the, let me give a little history. I'm the baby of the family. I'm my parents' only child together. I am the 10th child combined. My mother's seventh, my dad's fourth. When they've had me, they broke the mold. God said, there's perfection. We can stop now. <laughs> so I, uh, I am, was a daddy's girl. And so I was kind of spoiled growing up by my dad, which created a problem in the relationship with my mom. So in 2014, my dad had a stroke and we thought he was going to make it, but the complications from the medication killed him. And we have not even really even talked about that part as a family, but I, that's another story for another day because reparations is going to be given. We're we going to have to go ahead and go on after them for their wrong for death because we've been quiet too long. So we come back, the, he dies in my arms and I saw the giver of life lose life. And in that space, when I saw my dad's soul leave his body, it scared the heck out of me because I was like, what was that? And I'm looking at the doctors and nurses like, now I know y'all saw that because I saw that plain as day. I saw his spirit leave his body. And, but I was scared. You remember we talked about being scared, smiling and, and thinking, oh, if I say that to somebody, they're going to think I'm crazy. They're going to want to lock me up because I'm talking about spirits and souls and leaving bodies and seeing this. And so I didn't say anything to but one person and my daughter. A year and a half later, after I went through this bout of depression, begging to die, lost 20 pounds in three weeks, just walking through life as a, 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 a skeleton, I see a documentary on the Gaia Network and it speaks exactly what I saw happen to my dad. And it was like, whoo, like this relief came over me because it was like, I knew I wasn't crazy, but I was too afraid to say what I saw. At that point, I started questioning everything because I was being in the church at that time. And I started questioning everything. I was like, I don't have a safe space to go and ask these questions because I know what I saw. And then I started going to God in a different manner instead of praying for him, for God to pay my bills so I can go shopping with my fucked up or screwed up, excuse me with my language, priorities. I said, show me who I am. I want to know me. Show me why I'm the, uh, say to my soul, and God says, I'm glad you asked. Thought you'd never get to that. Let me strip you of everything. Let me shake your world up. Let me take these blinders off. Let me let you see beyond the veil and show you that I already know who you are. You're God because you are made in the image of me. You don't need all that extra stuff in your nakedness, in your rawness, in your lowest point, you are God no matter what. And you don't need the approval of nobody else. You just need to approve yourself. And when I learned that, like when it clicked, like when it finally, like it was, it was almost like a light bulb went off and all this stuff started working and my spiritual journey began. And that's been nearly seven years ago. And I was just studying and learning and studying and learning and learning and studying. And then now God said, your gifts will make room for themselves. And I was like, oh yeah, I know I'm writing books. I'm training. I'm doing the clothes again. I, I'm coaching. God was like, oh, you dumb ass woman. That's dumb, dumb, dumb. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your spiritual gifts will make room for themselves. That is a material gift. That is an earthly gift. I'm talking about you are 
you we have prophesied over your life a long time ago. People have come to you and told you what I what I already identified you as being because they could see it in you and you couldn't. You are a healer. You heal through your words. You heal through your 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 um, your training. You heal through your coaching. You heal through your impact, and you are a spiritual healer because we have given you the ability to look in people's eyes, look into their soul, see what's going on with them, and speak to the soul in a person and heal them from the bondage of this BS that we have been put through for so many years. I come before you boldly now in 2021 to say. We are God. There is no separatism from us and God. And we are powerful beings and we will not be shut down. We will not be held back. We will rise and walk into our, you see me wearing my crown, cricket or not, royalty, however you got to put it on. We'll walk into our royalty. We'll walk into our divinity. We'll walk into the royal bloodline. We'll walk into our billionaire. We'll walk into our kingdoms, our queendoms, and our rightful places because we've been bamboozled and tricked to be thinking that you are the least of these and that is such a lie and so your role in this world is to teach people from mess to masterpiece through your books you may thought that this is what it looked like you may have thought that that's what you wanted the degrees the cars the blah 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 blah, blah and all these titles all the stuff overdoing it like you said had to have a fresh cut the biggest christian the biggest smile and afraid because you couldn't say I'm depressed and something needs to give and I need help. Now I'm in the space to show you, hey, you can look like this and all this stuff will still come up you and you can feel terrible in the inside and you can deal with all these issues. And now you can do it and not be in shame because of the stigma. I don't give a damn what somebody think about me because I was so, I dealt with depression. I don't care what somebody thought about me because I had low self-esteem. God still said it is good. And if I got God on my side, who else do I need beside God? Because if God is the author and the finisher of my faith and I am one with God, that means that the only person that matters is me. What I say, what I feel, how I think about myself is what's going to drive my existence. And it's tried and true. And I did this stuff for years and I'm sitting here saying it. And so now God said in 2021, you can't hide no more. Quit hiding from your gifts. Walk into your gift. Walk into your purpose. And you are going to move nations. I positioned you to come out of the USA, away from all of your people, away from all of your family, away from your friends, take everything from you, make you start over, build up and say, now you have connections in multiple countries all over this world and your impact is going to grow. You have now met with ADQ. You have now met with all these people that's doing this thing and getting this word out because you, my dear child, are from a royal bloodline and you're going to help teach nations to stop belittling ourselves to stop living in the mess it's okay to be a mess but it's not okay to stay a mess when you know better you got to do better and it don't matter who don't care as long as you care about yourself you are the only one that matters so king that's why you walking in this royalty now that's why you're doing the plays now that's why you have your own show and can do your own thing at your own time when you feel like it that's why you are expanding that's why the territory is growing god said i will give you the desires of your heart i will make your soul prosper and i'm like i want it to prosper count me in i no longer care about all of the outside noise the word says don't worry about the report of the census right i've learned that i am that i am i'm every woman i've had 50 11 different careers i done started over 50 down times but if i say i want to do it god said okay let's go because i already know the plans that i have for your life and when you walk into the pathway of what creator has for your life nobody else matters if it's a party of one, you make that the best damn party on the planet. If nobody else shows up for you, show up for your darn self. 
And y'all, I'm working real hard because I know my brother here didn't expand his thing. And I cuss a lot. I'm not only the messologist, I'm the cussologist. I'm working on my mouth. But y'all got to understand my passion, my energy for this. It's time for us to heal. It ain't no more time for no mediocre. This is 2021. It's the year of expeditious growth. And you either going to get it together, get run over, fall by the wayside or die. And I choose life. I choose to live because I've got so many years of ready to die. And I'm not ready to die anymore. I'm ready to live. And I'm ready to live more abundantly. So that's why I walk around my crown on, sitting in the house, having a party of one, enjoying life to the fullest because we get to live unapologetically and authentically who we are. Now, I know I just spent two days and 45 minutes explaining that, but that's what the power of when you know that I am one with God is. That's the power of I am. The power of I am make you just get excited for the fact that you are God. Woo, I'm gonna have to sit this crown to the side. <laughs> See, I get excited. Woo! Thank you for this platform, brother. Thank you. I appreciate you. How in the world am I supposed to follow all that? Hallelujah. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hallelujah. So <laughs> I'll start with Ashe. Ashe and Ashe. Ashe. I'll also say, I'll also say, yeah. It is all a mindset. If you see yourself, if you see yourself as an extension of the creator of God, of El Shaddai, Allah, uh, Jah, Yahweh, whoever, whatever you want to call them, same person. Thank you. Thank you. you see yourself as an extension. If you see him as an extension of you and he's living inside of us all, we, a pastor said this to me the other day. Most most pastors I've known haven't said stuff like this, but this pastor said this. He said, "When you got God living inside of you, living inside of you, you have God-like abilities. You can create your world." That's so exactly no what I'm talking about. See, it's time out. Well, like you said, most won't say that, but the truth, we shall know the truth and the truth will set us free. It's time out for all that BS, that sugarcoating, that dancing around, trying to keep people in bondage. He is a blessed man because that is the absolute truth. When I recognize my God power, guess what? I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma, the north side of Tulsa. I was a single mom. I'm a little chocolate black girl. What did the world do? Try to make you feel bad for being dark skinned. Try to make you feel bad for having fine hair. I got fine hair. You see it. It's just doing what it want to do right now. That came out that crown. I, it, it might curl up. It might do what the hell it want to. But I covered it so many years initially with weave and wigs and all that stuff because I didn't feel enough. I wanted to get surgery on my wide nose, but this is my daddy's nose. This is a nose of heritage and he is no longer here and I still carry his legacy through the breath I breathe with my nose. I wanted to have all these things done because the world made me feel like I wasn't good enough and God was like, oh, dang it girl, you are God. How much better can you be if you God? And so when I That's recognize great. the God power in me, I don't give a damn what's going on on the outside world. Me and God are having a good time creating my reality. And my reality is that I am the messologist. I turn messes into masterpieces. I am trade. I'm in the process of trademarking that because it ain't no, like you said in the beginning, ain't no other messologist, but you can be because you can turn your message to a masterpiece. I'm working on my merchandise. I'm working on everything. We are messologists. We turn the mess that maybe somebody else tried to give us or our own mess into masterpiece because we learned to masterpiece, P-E-A-C-E, that makes us the masterpiece. And when we are the masterpiece, just like you said, when you read the scripture, I give you dominion over everything, even the birds and the fowl and the air and the animals and everything. When you recognize your God power, whoo, 
Can't nobody hold you back from nothing. It is lickety split. It is now. It is at your fingertips, whatever your heart desires. And you think I'm lying, test it. If you say, whatever you say at the I am is creation. But most of the time we reach our power. When you say I am, you calling on the power of God. You are calling on your God power. You are calling, you get the attention of the one that created you. When you say I am, because the word says, who do you say I am? And when you come out of your mouth with the cursing, saying, I'm sick, I'm tired, I'm broke. Uh-huh. Y'all know I mean that. Take that out the ethers in the atmosphere. I'm teaching. But when you come with those little weak, limited, lying things, that's the curse. But when you say, I am God, I am a king, I'm a queen, I'm a business owner, I'm internationally known on the microphone, whatever you want to say, whatever you say after God, you create. So guess what I say? I am a billionaire. That's what I say. I am a queen. I reign over everything in my castle. I create the life I want to have. I don't care what it looks like on the outside to anyone else. I know that me and God are in creation together and I am the author and finisher of my faith. And that's it. That's all. And it ain't nothing else to to say about it. You done got me excited over here. (laughs) I barely said anything. But you said some key words. You started out with scripture talking about we had the power. You started out with the I am statement. How can you go down from that? <laughs> Sometimes oh, no, 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 I'm not down. You, you're elevating me. You're elevating me, queen. You're elevating me. Yes, that's what we're supposed to do with each other. You got the power. I bring in, listen, I'm a Pisces fish. I come with the rivers and the roaring of the ocean, that quiet water that then when it comes up and can be a raging river. And so we have the elements of the earth with inside of us. So you ain't saying much, but you're saying the key words and those key words has gotten me to say, speak on this, speak on this, speak on this. I might've came here with a whole different agenda, but because you tapping into my God power, when you say God words, like we reign, you said that in the beginning, we have dominion over everything. You said even the birds, do you not see them big old birds behind me? I represent my books got birds on them. I got dominion yeah. over the peacock. You speak in my language. You speak in my soul's language. So the words that's in this book, I might have came here with to say, well, let's promote the book, but 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 God said, I'm gonna promote your word, and then they're gonna want the book because they're gonna want some of what you got. Your power is so powerful, they're gonna be like, let me read that book to see what she went through, what she grew through to get to this other side. So when she went from a mess to a masterpiece, I need some of that. So I ain't gotta come out here like this. Bad a book, bad a book, bad a book, bad a book, bad a book. They're gonna want it anyway. Because God said, I've got you. I want your soul to prosper. And if you want my soul to prosper, that means you want my human, humanly flesh to prosper because my soul is eternal. Whew. Thank you, God. Thank you, Creator. I didn't know that this well, was all I talk about, but I'm thankful for it. It's time to mount up. Well, I, well, I need to uh I need to pause for a by the book, by the book <laughs> moment. <laughs> um, because I do have a, because I do have a sponsor, um, okay. but this is something that I would like to I would like for you to speak on because <clears throat> a part of my mess was first was first inaugurated, if you will, when I was a young when I was a young man, right? Um, I was a young black kid 
walking around here having no clue how to operate in this world. That's how I was. That's how a lot of us, a lot of our young boys, our young kings are like, they have no idea how to operate in this world. They go to gang violence, they go to gangs because there's security and there's the family dynamic that they want so much into that. There's the father dynamic that they want so much into that. Um, there's even an educational dynamic because the public school system is failing our kids. So if you're watching this and you have a black boy in your life and you need to get a good hold of this, a marginalized voice, a marginalized voice written by Reginald Williams. Um, if you want to purchase it, the description is um, is in my is in the description of this. I recommend this. I highly recommend this because a lot of us fall under the fall under the stigmatizing mindset of look at that no good thug, look at that troublemaker, look at that criminal. I bet you if you sit these if you sit these young kings down and actually talk to them, try and get past the try and get past the want to be a thug, want to be a rapper uh, dialect. Get past, get past talk about, you know, girls and weed and stuff. That's not with all of them, but that's with some of them. Get past all of that and really get to what's in their heart, what's in their soul. I guarantee you'll see a masterpiece. That's, you'll, you'll see, you'll, daggone, you'll see his peacock. You'll see a peacock that's waiting to spread his feathers. So, <laughs> You hit so, it. If you don't know where to start, right here. So what? I said you hit it on the head. Okay, I don't know what she just said, but yes. Uh, if you don't know where to start, right here is a great way to start. Go to the link in my bio. Go to the link in my bio. I mean, go to the link in the description. Click on the link. That's how you can purchase it. I highly recommend it. I'll be reading and I'll be like, dang it. Why wasn't nobody saying this stuff when I was a kid? When I was a fatherless, clueless kid walking around Shelby, North Carolina, hating myself. Sheesh. I'm glad I came to some, to some consciousness in my 30s before it got too late or something. Wow. You make sure I have that information for that book because I'm about to buy that for my son. I have a 20-year-old and you sit here and just described him all except the fact of being in the gang. But he wanted to be a rapper. He wanted to do this. I said, well, if you're going to rap, you got to rap powerful rap. Stop talking about B's and H's and killings and guns because you're putting that into the psyche of young oh, black men who get a darn about themselves. So if you're going to rap, rap life. I'm buying that book today for my son. I'm purchasing it because that's what we do. You sitting here great, jumping on great. this book, but I want to say, "Whoa!" I'm sitting here thinking you didn't read my book because I talk about the addictions and the families and all the stuff that's going down to tear the families apart when we need to be building up. So even though that brother is many miles away from me, we are interconnected spiritually because that's what it means to be a one body. We're several minutes we collected on consciousness. I felt everything you were saying about somebody else's book, and I'm on here talking about my book, and I'm gonna buy that book because that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to we supposed to support each other. If you can't support each other, how can you ask somebody to support you? You make sure you send that to me privately, send it in our in, in our chat, and I'm buying that book today for my son. And if somebody needs the book, 
and they need a gift to them because they can't afford it, I'm going to gift it to someone else. So if somebody reaches out to you and they would like a copy, I'll purchase that copy too. Okay. Thank you, ma'am, for that support. Um, that, that was my first ever sponsor. And I will say this. We did, at one point, we did support each other. Yes. It was called Black Wall Street in That's your hometown of Tulsa, Oklahoma, as well as other places in the United States. <laughs> Ma'am? You touching on it. You touching on some stuff right now. I am from Tulsa, Oklahoma, Black Wall Street. Did you know yeah. growing up, they didn't talk about Black Wall Street. So here I am growing up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, move all the way to Atlanta, Georgia. In my early 20s, I'm working for a Head Start program. Our speech pathologist is a Caucasian woman. She's reading a book called 1921. And she said, you're from Tulsa, right? I said, yes. Yeah. She said, well, what are your thoughts about the Black Wall Street? And I was like, the what? How dumb can you feel? How belittled can you feel? She said, the Tulsa race ride, you don't know about that? I was like, what are you talking about? Because they tried to hide it, keep it out of our education, keep the knowledge hidden from us. And I'm walking around, just like you said, lost, living in one of the richest, most richest black places on the freaking planet because Tulsa had so many millionaires and business owners and we know nothing of it or we knew nothing of it because they tried to hide it like they tried to hide who we are from us. So yes, not only in Tulsa, in many places around the United States and the world, we supported one another, but then we got the trickery to start hating ourselves and love someone else's stolen wealth because they stole the wealth from everyone else. And so now that I know the truth, this is the, speaking of Black Wall Street, this is the hundredth year of the massacre this year. I'm going to be in the United States at home for that because I just feel like God is about to move some things. Do you hear me? Creator is about to move some things and some reparations and all that stuff going to have to be made. And this is going to be so smooth how God do it. You just watch and see, taste how good that the Lord is. Listen, taste how good and how this is about to go in, go down. Because it's time for us to get back to supporting one another. It's time to, for us to get back to building up one another. It's time for us to get back to unity in the community because it's time out for all this dumb stuff. And if whoever don't believe in it, they're going to get left behind while the rest of us have a year in, in future years of exponential growth. They're going to be looking like, how she go from a negative $2.36 to being a billionaire in time like that? Because God says so. We billionaires walking around here. We, we got to come into our knowing of who we are and knowing our rights. We are creators. And when we get back to that space, we... It's going to be a jubilee. The heaven going to open up. <laughs> it's going to be so good. And I truly believe we are on the brink of that right now. So I, I will. That, I, I think that a lot of our problems. Go ahead. I'm sorry. He cut off again. I said, go ahead. I stopped well, I was talking. about to say two things. Number one. Oh. Uh, well, I was about to say two things real quick. Number one, don't censor yourself. I had a whole queen, sister, entrepreneur on here uh, a few weeks, about a month ago. She dropped a couple F-bombs. People that drop F-bombs, I don't care. Don't censor yourself. I don't, okay, I'm pretty sure it's not going to get me here. kicked off of Pandora. Number two, number two, um, number two, I think our problem is 
I think our problem is we have gotten so focused on integration that we have we have westernized our royal our royalty. We have res, we have westernized and allowed to be colonized and not allow ourselves to walk into our to walk into the traditional godliness that our ancestors have and that our ancestors have passed down into us. Brother, you are like if I like to someone has an integration mind. You something. But if I say, but if I mention, but if I say, if I say, if I say black owned, uh, if I say black owned, well, to a lot of uh, integration minded black black people, that sounds like racism, right? But if I say Chinatown or little Haiti or little Mexico, that doesn't sound. That doesn't make anybody think. Oh, that's racist. Um, if exactly. I sell, if there's a Jew, if there's a Jewish school that teaches nothing but Jewish stuff, won't nobody call that racist. So why can't we have our own? Because let me tell you why. You really, you, you. I think you asking that rhetorically because you already know. But let me tell you why. Because when we rise up, cream rises to the top. And because we've been trying to be held down so long by trying to erase who we are, because everybody knows who we are besides us. And they are very aware that when the people come together, it will put an end to that myth of superiority. People have built nations on the myth of superiority. And that is not true. So if you, cause here's, let's think about this seriously. Let's, let's break some barriers. Let's break some trains off of people's mindset. If someone is superior over you, why do they need to hold you down unfairly? Why do they need to cheat, rob, steal, kill, and, and destroy everything about you if they are automatically superior? If they are automatically superior, there's no need to try to hold anything from you because I'm already better than you, so it don't matter what you have, I am superior. Think about it. You got to flip the switch on your mindset. If you are somebody superior over you, why do they got to lie and cheat and steal and rob and kill and take everything from you? That does not come from a superior mindset. That comes from an envious mindset. That comes from a a defective mindset. Because if I'm superior, I don't give a damn what you're doing. Because I'm already superior. I'm royalty. I stand above you, so I don't need to hold you down. See, we got to get rid of that... That stinking thinking is what we call it, or it depends on where you are, stinking thinking. And please don't get it twisted. I got three damn degrees. I'm smart, but the, those degrees do not make me. What has made me come into who I am was the realization that I am one with God. And when I realized that, I didn't give a damn about none of them degrees and none of the titles that I had, none of the cars. I would be working myself to the bones to try to uh, buy, get cars and shit, these titles and all these fancy cars. That if I miss a payment or two, they got repossessed. And yes, I have had cars repossessed before. It does. So what? But now I let go. When you get to the point in life when you're willing to let everything go for your peace, for your freedom, for the knowledge of who you are, God is like, oh, you tapped into your God power. It's not about all that. It's about knowing who you are. So here's the blessings. You get everything. Now you get that back. When I moved over here, let's let's break this all the way down. And you can stop me at any time, brother, because you know I could talk. On my report cards, it always said I was a good student. I made great grades. But on one side of the report card on the behavior, it says refrain from unnecessary talking usually does not. <laughs> so I've been talking since I came into this world. And so uh, 
So if you need to slow it down, slow your roll, just let me know. I won't be offended. But now I'm on a roll. But let me say this. You're greatness. There's greatness within you. And you just got to know it. Because nothing matters in the world but what you think, what you say, and how you feel about yourself. You create your own reality with your thoughts, with your words, and what your feelings. Nothing else in the world creates your reality and you can go do the homework and see and test anything I said. What I said is tried and true. Or like Reverend Ike used to say, you can't lose with the stuff I use because I have been back and I've studied the, the history, the ancients. I've studied Florence Neville Sheen. She lived in the 1700s. I've studied Neville Goddard. I've studied uh, Nightingale. I've studied Reverend Ike. I've studied Louise Hay. I read from all different kinds of people, even those with opposing uh, say, uh, ideas so that you can get a fullness of what's really going on. Uh, comprehend why someone is opposed to it. So if somebody thought that they was superior over you, they wouldn't be opposed to you. They would care less what you came with because they was already superior. Feel me? So there's no such thing as superiority. Mm. There's no such thing of needing to assimilate with somebody else because if you said, just like you said, people will come to the U.S. and these other countries and they'll have their own communities and we're the only ones still trying to get to overcome it. The reason we ain't overcame collectively is because you say stupid ass words like someday. Someday does not exist. Point out someday to on a calendar. Someday, any day, one day of words, those are lack limiting words because they don't exist. Try does not exist. When you know good and damn well, you're not getting ready to go to an event and somebody keep bugging you about coming to their damn party that you don't want to come to, what do you say? I'll try to make it. Uh, maybe. I'll, try. I'll oh. try to make it. I'll try to make it. And you know good and damn well you're not. So that's just a filler word. So we got to remove all those lack limiting filler words out of our lives and start speaking life. Those are like, when it says life and death and the power of a ton, those are death words because it means you're never gonna do it. If you say, I can't, that means you can't because your word is your wand and your word is power and your word does not come back void. So if you say you can't, you can't. If you say I can, you can. It's that simple. But we have all these limiting words that we place on ourselves and then we do this to our kids and our youth. You're talking about fatherless, all this stuff. You had a father just wasn't there. You say uh, poor, deficit, uh, marginalized, minority. Those are all limiting belief system words and you pour these into these families and these kids and then say, well, why they won't act no better? Well, damn, you just curse their whole life with them limiting words. You're not calling them young kings and queens and entrepreneurs. When I see you, I see a business owner. When I see you, I see success. We sitting here hushing the mouths of kids and we got to speak life into them. So stop saying stupid ass words like can't, won't, I, I'm tired, I'm sick, I'm unhappy. You just said it out your mouth. God, you know I'm teaching that. I don't mean it. I You pull that out the ethers, cancel that concerning me because I'm power. So we got to replace those weak words with powerful words. We got to take it to the energetic words, the energetic words that speak to the God in you. You can't call on God by saying I am and then play something stupid behind it like I'm broke. Well, then God is like, oh, well, he want to be broke. Let him keep his ass broke. His word is his wand. Keep her broke. Her word is her wand. So you say stuff. Even that's why the word says, let the weak say I am strong. Because it's not saying you lying. It's saying say what you already want to be as if it already is. And then I will get you to where you want to be because you stated it out of your mouth challenge me if you want to. I've studied this stuff for the last seven years, but I study quietly. 
So then when I came back up and then God was like, okay, you thought that this was going to be the messologist and this was going to be this and this is going to be, I'm going to take that messologist and teach you, you finna turn the mess into masterpiece on a broader scale, not just with yourself, not just your books and your training, but teaching people the knowledge to get the mess and the junk out of their life and walk into the masterpiece and masterpiece in their life and will live unapologetically and authentically. So that's why today I come boldly before you, not giving a darn about what somebody think of me. I don't care what somebody think about my hair, my teeth, my nose, my earrings. That stuff is in the past. That's what got me this. That's what got me this. That's what got me to depression. That's what got me to low self-esteem. That's what got me to the addiction of shopping and got me addicted to sex because I was looking for love in all the wrong places, giving love that I didn't have to people who didn't deserve it. And the only person to deserve my love 100% of the time was me. And then it made me screw up my kids and now I gotta go fix shit that I done did to them because I was teaching them that same limiting belief systems. And now here it is, 15, 20, 30 years later, damn near, I'm like, okay kids, erase all that crap. Be your own boss, be an entrepreneur, be creative, be ingenuitive, uh, and have ingenuity, speak what you want to see. And they like, what happened to her? But my daughter is like about time because she's been like this all her life. And my son is like, wait, you didn't changed. Yeah, I didn't change. So you can change me because it only takes one to spark a nation. It only takes one to be bold enough to change generation courses to generational wealth. And I am her. I am that I am because my family deserves it. I am that I am because my ancestors deserve it. I am that I am because I deserve it. And so whoever can't deal with me, so freaking what? Because you're going to watch me from afar as I turn this sucker on his head and become the multi-billionaire that God said I was. I'm going to unpack lives from every continent on this planet. It is already happening. I got contacts in India, Thailand, the UK. Um, before you, before, before uh, I'm sorry, before you go any further, this, you're breaking up. You're breaking up. I don't again. know what's going on. This is good stuff. Somebody trying to keep us from the good stuff. I don't, I'm right by my ethernet. It could be, I live in a mountain. It could be the internet just like, no, nah, I don't feel like working today. But even, even with all of the breaking up, the people who need the message is going to hear it. And if we got to come back again another day, and I go stand on the pole on the on the uh, internet pole to have it out in the field. <laughs> go to I don't know what's happening. Now I, can hear, now I can hear you a little bit more clear. Oh, this sucks. I'm I don't know what's going on. I'm just all I'm talking about is just walking into our masterpiece. Um, who we are. So if we need, it, to yeah, it's it, a mess. But um, powerful stuff. Powerful stuff you said. Um, before before we go any further, uh, we are here to talk about your book. Let me read you the synopsis to your book real quick. Okay. Still a mad synopsis. So not I can't even talk. Synopsis. <clears throat> this year is going to be epic. Allie imagines imagines as she wakes up on New Year's Day in Danny's bed after a night of blissful love making. She's finally embraced that living back in her. Okay, guys, I'm going to read because his internet just went out. It says this year is going to be epic. Allie imagines that she wake up on New Year's Day in Danny's bed after a night of blissful lovemaking. She's finally embraced that living back in her hometown can work. After all, things are shaping up nicely. All remnants of Austin are gone. 
Work is fine. The kids are adjusting and she's finally in a loving relationship. She can finally excel. The breath barely leaves her body when a series of misfortunate events sends Allie's life spiraling out of control. Taking being fired on her dad's birthday 10 days into the new year in stride, she needs the time to finish her master's degree anyway. But planning her fabulous 40th birthday should not include hiding her car from the repo man. Girl, get up. You are still a mess. Things are getting really messy. But Allie is the queen of bouncing back. In her mind, two things she loves fixes any problem she faces. What can be resolved by retail therapy and mind-blowing sex? Lonely, sex, need to pick me up, shop, then have sex. The two become synonymous as Allie sinks further into her rabbit hole of depression, guilt, and low self-esteem. Will she ever figure out how to undress her mess or will she remain in the cycle forever, fighting the enemy within? Guys, that's the, the synopsis of my book, my second book, Still a Mess, where you can get on my website at AllieWest.com. It is also available on Amazon.com. Both of my books, A Dressed Up Mess, which is book number one, and Still a Mess, book number two, are available on AllieWest.com. That's A-L-L-I-E-W-E-S-T.com. And as you guys can see across the bottom, he's telling you how to order it. So you can get it from my website. You can also get it on Amazon, autographed copies. Uh, you can get on my website. You can also get the ebook on my website. So currently it's available in paperback and ebook. I am uh, getting ready to start the process of audiobooks for both. I want to take a moment before we end to read just a small section of book two. And this particularly talks about addiction. This chapter is called Addiction is Addiction, right? What comes to mind when you hear the word addict? Drugs, alcohol, gambling, porn, sex, food. Addiction usually evokes negative connotations. People think of dreams unrealized, hopes dashed, families broken, respect and lives lost, or trauma. Broken hearts, buried emotions, questions unanswered. The weight of addiction is too heavy to carry, especially for the ones that aren't addicted. Addictions run rampant in my family. Alcohol, crack, gambling, marijuana, overeating, pills. You name the addiction and I'll have a family member, not me. And I'll name the family member, not me. Since I was a young girl, I was determined to never be an addict. No, not me. I'm nothing like them, I tell myself. I've heard too many horrid, I have too many horrid memories of the impact of addiction on my family. The history, this history is a part of the reason I never want to move back home. I shouldn't have to frisk family members or hide all my valuables in my own home. Addiction robs the true identity and the integrity of the person you know and love. It will make them steal your class ring, your TV, and even rob your child's piggy bank in order to get the next hit of crack. It will make them sell their food stamps and let their kids starve. Addiction is ugly. It makes people curse, fight, become aggressive, stop eating, black out, miss appointments, and lose jobs. They sell their bodies and their dignity. They lie, cheat, and steal from the people they are supposed to love. The, they are the only the only loyalty that they have is to the addiction. The impact of addiction will have you searching for words to put on an obituary and selecting yet another black dress to attend a funeral. Funerals are the only time I hate getting dressed up. I just read an insert from my book on my chapter on addiction. I did go ahead and finish 
uh, the uh, synopsis as well. And I also have already told the listeners where to get copies of my book. I told them to look at the scroll there, Still a Mess, as well as Dressed Up Mess, is available on AllieWest.com. It's also available on uh, Amazon. Uh, just, you know, and I know we've been on here a long time, but just one thing that I would like to add. Uh, I am a life coach. I am the confidence coach. I'm Coach Allie. I am every woman. I tell you guys from the beginning, I'm a writer, an author, a coach, a trainer, a teacher, whatever I decide I'm going to be, I'm going to be because my am statements are unlimited because knowledge and wealth and abundance is unlimited. So if you uh, are interested in a uh, free orientation for coaching services, I'm, I have a meeting after this today to go ahead and get that integrated on my website. I have it on calendar now, but we want to go ahead and integrate it on my website. So we're going to be adding the option to have a 15 minute free consultation with me regarding coaching services. I am a confidence coach. I teach people the confidence to turn their lives around, to turn their mess into their masterpiece, to get unstuck and live their life abundantly and fully unapologetically themselves and the truth. And so if you're interested in that service, Currently, you can email me at info at for a free 15 minute consultation. And then at that time, you can determine whether or not having me as a coach would be something that you would want to move forward with. You can purchase my books there. Uh, we are actually putting uh, not only our messologist gear on my website, we're getting ready to start adding all kinds of merchandise right now. I just cleaned out. I used to be I have so many careers. I used to have my own um clothing boutique and do internet, not internet. Uh, well, yeah, online clothing boutique. I did personal shopping, personal styling. I closed that down. I just recently was getting rid of the clothes, only selling them for $10. I gave away a hundred pieces of my own personal clothes, uh, for my birthday, which was just, uh, Tuesday, March 9th. And that was my gift to everyone else. I gave away a hundred pieces of clothing out of my closet because I was a shopaholic. That was my addiction. When I was acting like I wasn't an addict, I was an addict. I was addicted to shopping and sex, but because it wasn't the other stuff, I felt like I was better than everyone else. But I was still dealing with the same type of behaviors because addiction is a behavior and you just have a choice of what you're addicted to. So my books talk about subjects that are very deep and deep oriented in the families. Y'all see them in the background there, back there too. My books on this side of me, my books back there. But uh, you guys can get my books. Uh, it's been a pleasure being on here today with Adrian. I'm so excited for him and his platform. I know that we went so deep onto many other things, but that's just how it is when you are living in your masterpiece. I want you guys to know that it's okay to be a mess. It's not okay to stay a mess because each and every one of us are a masterpiece. And then when you are ready and not only until when you're ready, when you're ready to turn your mess into your masterpiece, I can help you and guide you through that process. I'm very grateful for this platform. I'm happy to be here today. And uh, Adrian, I'm going to turn it back over to you. I know you're having some technical issues, but thank you so much, my brother, my king, for this platform. This conversation just ignited my soul. You are on your way. You are far wise beyond your years, and you are going to be a great teacher. And if you have not written a book yet, you about to write some books. You're going to touch some nations. Do you hear me? As long as you have your sister queen over here on your side, everything you do is greatness. You are wise beyond your years. You are already a king in your own right. And I see your life just prospering. And I just put that blessing upon you that you continue to have the voice and give the voice 
We don't care about no technical difficulties because when greatness abides, things try to get in the way to stop it, but you can't stop. But they say, this little light of mine, I'm going to let, let it shine. Remember that in church years ago? We're going to let our yeah, light yeah, shine. Yes, I'm going to let it shine. Whoa. My computer, my computer is a dress the mess in itself. We're going to turn the mess into a masterpiece. This, it is a MacBook. You would expect great to have a MacBook, but keep. Don't even get started on them. Me and Mac, we don't get along, but I'm going to try to be nice to it until I can replace it again. Mine is a brand new, less than a Euro MacBook Pro, and I have more problems out of this thing, use more money out of this thing. I would never do it again. But right now, it's being good to me in the last week or so. But I feel you on that Mac. Oh, I love the Ankh. I have some Ankh earrings. If I ever come back, I'm going to have to have on my guard, my head, my head wrap and my Ankh earrings. Because we about to turn this sucker around. We came to rain. We came to rain. But no, no sweat, bro. We can do this again if we ever need to. I just appreciate you. I want to thank you. Thank you for allowing me the space. Thank you for creating the space for so many. You will be blessed and you already blessed beyond measures. You got to keep me posted on the play. Uh, you know, I do plan to be in the U.S. I'm, I'm working out some details as I was telling you uh, yesterday. I'll be in the U.S. for, uh, I, I got business over there and I need to come over there. So I'll be there. Uh, I'm not exactly sure when, but I know when I get there, I'll be there for a few months. So we're going we gonna to do this live. We're going to have some conversation live because, you know, my headquarters, when I get there, will be in the ATL, which is not that far from you. Nah, you know, um, I'm, in the, I'm in the borough. That's for, uh, you know, Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, I'm sorry. I just had an impure thought come across my head. Uh, <laughs> anywho. <laughs> so... Think about my daughter. No, I'm just, I'm just messing. With Honestly, you. yeah, yeah. I already yes. knew that's what you was thinking about. I tell you, I'm the soul healer. I can read your soul. I can read your thoughts. You better quit playing with me. I tell you, my gifts was that good. I already knew it. You looking like yeah, damn? How she know that? Too. Huh? Apparently, your DNA is that good too. Absolutely. So before, yeah. so. Before my computer does something stupid again, um, thank you for the thank you for coming through and sharing your greatness and stuff. Um, just this is why I created this podcast and stuff for um, to get like inside of the mind of fellow creators like myself and see what causes us to do what we do. How can people get in contact for you to make good use of your messology um, services? Okay, so I'm going to uh, to give that back. When you were off, I did tell them that uh, if they wanted to have Coach Alley, they can reach out right now. Just they can email me at info at I have a meeting after we're done where my web designers get ready to integrate the appointments on my website. So that'll be going up in the next week. So if people want a free 15 minute consultation, they're able to go to my, my website. But if they're interested, if they're so moved today, they can hit me up at uh, info at alleywest.com. Please visit my website, uh, guys, and also subscribe to my newsletter. I, I've also started blogging. I have a multitude of things going on. We get ready to get those Black Wall Street shirts up. We gotta have those mythology t-shirts up. Uh, oh my God, when I tell you creators is moving, but, uh, and I already said where they can get the book, alleywest.com. Follow me on all of my social handle meteors. I am on, uh, at Messologist on Facebook, IG, YouTube, Clubhouse, Twitter, 
Bigo, uh, What's this other one? TikTok. Some of this stuff, I'm I'm 50 years old, guys. I'm not that great on some of the stuff, but I'm about to change that over the next few months. But that's how you can find me on anything social media. It's at Messologist. That's, as you guys can see, M-E-S-S-O-L-O-G-I-S-T. A Messologist is someone who turns messes into masterpieces. That's my word. I am trademarking it. But uh, you too can be a Messologist because you can take that mess, whatever it is, big or small, and turn it into a masterpiece. And remember that a mosaic is made out of broken glass and it turns into a beautiful masterpiece. And so no matter what you have been through, grown through, whatever in life, you are a masterpiece and I can help you masterpiece, P-E-A-C-E. And I would like to say real quick to those in Germany who may be watching this, you want to contact me, be like, yo, I write incredible books too, or, um, (laughs) or, want to subscribe to my podcast i mean to my youtube or you know um or he'll the cash app handle you know is on is on the uh ticker on the bottom you know anybody who happens to be in the giving mood um or just hit me up for whatever reasons my email is adq for christ at gmail.com my twitter handle is avenue adq underscore 85 my instagram is dion chocolate god 85 and my Facebook information, well, you can see it, but in case you don't see it, it's Adrian Dion Quarles, A-D-R-I-A-N-D-I-O-N-Q-U-A-R-L-E-S. Please don't call the CIA on me. Also, <laughs> ADQ's Renaissance is growing. I'm on Pandora. I'm on Anchor, Spotify, Radio Public, Audible, which is, uh, well, heck, y'all know what Audible is. It's owned by Amazon. They're going Google Podcasts. Daggone iHeartRadio. I think I already said that, but yeah, I'm out here. Um, shout out to uh, uh, Minister Ross. He said, your name is all over the place. So, you know, um, I'm glad to see my name up there. But, you know, we all know the name that has made me what I am, who I am, and what I will continue to become. Um, anyway, with all that said, uh, Miss Allie, I don't know if I told you this the first time he came on. But for all that you do, for all that you say, for all that you are contributing to to our people, you are dedicated. You are a delightful, loved, and needed and necessary member of the Renaissance. Our people yes. are better because. Look, I have to put my crown back on for that. <laughs> I appreciate you. We are not done. You and I are going to be working together. I feel it in my soul and my spirit. We're going to help each other out. And so let's get it ready to make his story and her story. Let's do this. I'm so proud of you, bro. I'm so proud of you, queen, king, queen and queen for everything that we are doing and we're going to do and we're going to touch this whole world all over. So keep rising, keep reigning, keep shining and let's change this world together, bro. Absolutely. You know, you can start my my part of changing the world by hooking me up with your daughter. <laughs> Bye. On that note, goodbye. I'm done. To the people <laughs> who listen today, thank you very much. This man, I showed him a picture of me and my daughter because everybody, nobody believes I'm 50. Let's give the background story. Nobody, I told him about my 50th birthday. He was like, wait a minute. No, you're not 50. I was like, yes. I said, I turned 50 March 9th. 
And uh, I'm fit, fine, fabulous, and fabulous, and 50 guys. I lost 15 pounds. I'm getting ready to lose 15 more. I'm getting ready to come out with workout gear. I'm doing everything this year. I'm I'm like this. What did I say? Where the money reside? Where the money reside? Where the money reside? I'm doing everything. He didn't think I was 50. And I said, yes, everybody thinks my daughter and I are sisters. And I sent him a picture of my daughter. Now he just, he's lost his mind. He's like, wait a minute, that's your daughter. Where's she at in Germany? I'm like, no, nah, she in the ATL. He's like, oh, she close. Uh, could you hook your brother up? <laughs> We're going to have to bring, listen, while you tripping, my daughter owns her own company. She makes feminine hygiene products. She makes, uh, she's vegan. She makes vegan based feminine hygiene products. And she's all about the health. She's also, she quit stopping writing her books, but she's an artist. She can draw, she can paint. She's a, when I tell you this girl so dang smart, y'all might think I'm smart. I, she got more knowledge in her pinky than I do in my whole life. She is deep. So you should have her as a guest on your show. Let's start there. And then whatever happens after that, that's on you and her. Okay. I don't even know. I don't even know her name. Lauren. Lauren what? Lauren Bianca. Lauren B. We call her L Boogie. Lauren Price. And on uh, Instagram, she's the Urban Mystic. Okay. Okay. Urban Mystic. We'll see what oh, you yeah. We'll see yeah, if we can so make this I'm going to y'all so she can be a guest on your show. This chick is so damn intelligent. She might be speaking on some stuff most people can't even relate to, but you you and her get along good. Anything after that, I ain't in it. That's on y'all. Okay? All right. Thank you, Queen. <laughs> yes, King. I got you, young King. So thank you. I'm going to get my butt off of here. I got some stuff. Listen, y'all, I've been all over the world, but I'm from Oklahoma. Y'all heard that hard R over her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an Oklahoma girl at heart. And so I'm going to get off of here. Thank you for a fabulous time. We worked through the te technical difficulties. But you and I, we're not done, bro. You got a lot to teach me and I got a lot to teach you. And we're going to grow this thing out. Okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you too. And now. Again, again, my people, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Adrian Dion Quarles. Check me out on my little place. Apologies, apologies, apologies for the technical issues. Uh, this is ADQ's Renaissance. Coming up next, coming up next, Saturday, Obasi, Obasi Amari and Jesse Cunningham will be back. It's like the week of, the week of returns, right? Obasi, Amare, and Justin Cunningham are coming back. We're talking more black mental health. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Y'all tune in for that. It's ADQ's Renaissance. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Tuesday. Stay black. Stay powerful. Stay great. Peace. I was just going to me mug as I'm ending it.
never had your partner printed on a t-shirt He dead and gone from that five, man, that really hurts Ever seen his mama grieving? You just want it even Catch him slipping, leave the whole scene wet and bleeding It just keep repeating, perpetual is eating At the soul of our ancestors, drums are beating So who gon' start speaking like a passionate deacon That's reaching for that season to be the voice of the heathen As long as I'm breathing, I'll give the track reason To stand up in the right direction, yes I'm preaching I guess we're all preaching, cause I'm confessing death I'm on that opposite, matter of fact brother watch your yeah. steps Breathe life and watch what rolls off the tongue Is a listening, especially melanated young There's power in your words, you can motivate the verb Put action to your rapping, man, these songs are bigger than words Up is down, down is up, seems we all lost Catching charges, catching bodies, just try me the boss Don't give a care about what it costs, just give me the sauce Took a few lefts, but I'm alright Lost my breath, figured I need Christ Lost my knees like Nike stripes No Jordans, still paying the price The world applauding, the whole world distorted Little kids just wanted the world getting distorted Trying to get a fortune, without getting a fortune Swimming in the ocean when I'm trying to grab my motions I am not boasting I am not joking, I am not laying down when it comes to the hope and While your neck keep hanging and your soul keep dangling All these seconds be sinking and all your time could be missing uh, Speak life and watch what rolls off your tongue The kids are listening, especially the youth oh, It's power in your words, I can show you a verb I can show you the first, as long as we merge Oh, Up is down, down is up, seems we all lost Catching charges, catching bodies But you won't open your eyes I'm all by my crack I see your roof cover by hand Tick tock pretty baby You can get it back, don't you waste it To grow from your past, gotta face it Oh
eyes might not see the greatness inside you that lies within. Oh yeah, come sit on your throne. You know you don't go stay down for long. Whenever in doubt, I'm alone. Just remember, you're the king and the kingdom.